Hey, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighbor nerd, the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Block. I want to take um, time for anybody who's first joining us this time and say thank you for kicking it with us on this block party that we have every time I step behind the mic. And if this is your 40th, 50th, 60th time coming back to the block, hey, what up, dog? It's been good to see you again, and I hope you are here to um, vibe out with us for a little bit, man. Yeah. So, um, we got a, a dope day on the block here, and um, let's go ahead and start it off with saying that this show is sponsored by solely my Patreon. Um, I remember this time. First on, first on, first on. <laughs> Patreon is where you can do the most good and the best good for Bobo's Block. Um, it's where we get our, 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 our bread and butter, dog. Keep the lights on here at Winterground Studios um, Patreon is uh, uh, it's like a lovely community of blockheads who have been supporting me for years literally years like i've checked like everybody in the patreon has been over at least like a a year of patronage and i, I really want to say thank you to all you guys out there who subscribe to the patreon and if you want to subscribe to the patreon go ahead and hit up patreon.com forward slash bobo that's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o um there you'll find multiple tiers to support the block and all our endeavors um we have tiers starting from like a dollar all the way up to three thousand dollars in if you hit that $3,000 mark, might as well go ahead and tell your parents that I need to go and talk with them to get their blessing because we about to get married because, um, yeah, man, uh, $3,000 a month. Like that's, that's solid. That's a good green card. <laughs> I wouldn't be, wouldn't be too mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man it has definitely um been a week for me my god uh let's go ahead and get into this update the weekend update um from me so you guys know i have been hitting the road and hitting the actual ring more and more and this weekend was a culmination of that and i'm super tired but super accomplished i was at three events i went to wildwood florida on friday for the hot air balloon festival down there with local pro wrestling um we had amazing matches that day i took on death row jethro and ali mohammed um with the king of battle by my side um nick Kionis. and on Saturday, I was down in Lake Butler for Pro AWF's Tiger Throwdown. The Tiger Throwdown, it was me versus the outsider, Kenny Vendetta. Um, I got a bone to pick with Kenny Vendetta. He knows why. If you guys definitely um, watch the show or if you catch it on my YouTube or Bobby Ledger's YouTube, um, definitely, you'll see You'll see. I, I came out on top, but he, he he's still, still under my skin a little bit. So definitely, I will be seeing Kenny Vendetta again along with the dashing Cam himself himself um we're gonna be taking on the team of dashing cam and kenny vendetta and i say we i mean me and Dion james Dion and i we may have had our differences in the past but we are going to be taking them down um on june 26th at pro awf's next show in stark florida um but you can catch me earlier than that at um Pro Wrestling Vision. Pro Wrestling Vision is where I'm usually at every other Thursday. Go Come on and check out the Twitch down in the links below. And you also be able to check out my last match um, down in the links below, too. I'll link to a couple of the matches, that, or at least one of the matches that I did this weekend. So you guys can see what's going down. I made the link to Kenny Vendetta match. So, yeah. Um... Whew. And I uh, went back on Sunday back down to Wildwood, Florida at um, local pro wrestling um local pro wrestling show down there in in the hot air balloon festival man so yeah it's dope things going on 
But yeah, if you definitely want to keep up with me, go ahead and follow me on all of my socials. I am at BoboFNN. That's again, BoboFNN, B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N on Instagram, Twitter, and um, you can follow me at Your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm going to be trying. I probably may make a Bobby Ledger. Um, I probably may make a Bobby Ledger Facebook page just to make it a little bit easier. And um, <laughs> because I, I haven't realized that I've been posting a crap ton more wrestling than anything else on my socials. So definitely we're going to be um looking into making something out of that um we also shout outs to um my homie my my tag team partner um he made merch for us so if you guys want to get in on merch for our tag team kiss it go ahead and hit me up and um we'll definitely go ahead and get you guys out your order we have shirts um we're probably going to move into some more merchandise but right now we have shirts and um we have any available size that you need um i have some on me on me so if you catch me in these streets and you want to get down with the kiss it gang go ahead and um let me know and i'll definitely be able to get you guys a shirt and we'll be able to run it like that um so yeah what else is new um um, oh, we have a new venture that's going to be starting up very soon. Um, I am going to be finally going into some video content for you guys. I'm going to be doing a new streaming podcast. This is going to be a podcast, but I'm going to also stream it live and record it or so. I'm, I'm saying this on air so I actually go through with it. Like, because <laughs> my partner, no, he, he got me on a time schedule to make sure everything is definitely in, in order. So I'm going to be doing it. It's going to be called Back on My Pull List because I'm back on my bullshit, of course. Um, and I'm getting back into comic books and Back on My Pull List will be where I get to talk comics again. I don't get to talk comics like I always want to on the block um, because like we have so much stuff that's going on. We talk about movies. We talk about um, talk about music. We talk about television and stuff. I, I give you my introspective thoughts on a lot of issues and things that are going on. But I I really just want to talk comics sometimes. <laughs> Nothing on you guys, but it also gives you more content, more things that you can see me in and on. You get to see me. Um, yeah, it's going to be dope. I, I'm super excited about this venture. Everybody has been wanting to get into um, more content from me, especially video content. So I'm definitely happy that i'm in a space now to oblige that so we'll be able to get into more details in the next coming show i want to say but yeah look out for a youtube show or youtube podcast um that'll be called back on my pull list boom um i think that is it for the updates man I actually had stuff for you guys. Look at that. I'm out here doing stuff, doing things. I'm not to toot my own horn. <laughs> but yeah, now that we're done with the update, let's go into Around, around the, the net. net. And Around the Net is actually um pretty dope. I'm super happy to look into a couple of things I want to talk about with you guys on here. Um, let's go ahead and start it off with a very... Um, we're going to start with a nice note, and then we're going to go into something a little bit more somber, okay? So we got our first look. We actually have a lot of lot of first looks at a lot of stuff on this one. So, yeah, this is the first of the first looks. Um, we got our first looks at the new reboot of The Wonder Years that's going to be starring... Um, Fred Savage, Lee Daniels, um, 
to produce and it's going to be starring Don Cheadle as the voice this time and it's a double little cast man I can't wait to see what ABC brings to the table with this version of the Wonder Years so I'm happy that it's it's something that's going to be a good look into kind of like black culture 70s culture and it's, it's just like a touching story a heartwarming story Wonder Years has always been a, a nostalgic key for a lot of people and this is something that will resonate with a lot of other people now because again representation matters and that's one of the big things we love to see on the block here all right so as i told you moving into a somber note we have um we have to take a moment out a moment of silence for the loss of a great author um he is dr kintaro miaro um miura oh I, i fucked that up so kintaro miura he is the author of berserk um, if you guys know the Berserk series, the Berserk manga and anime, um, the creator, he um, he's had a lot of issues in the past or so. And he's basically been taking a little bit longer and longer to get out chapters and get out um, arcs and things of that nature. But unfortunately, we got news that on May 6, 2001, he has passed away due to acute aortic dissection. Um, the full tweet that came out from Berserk Project are at Berserk underscore project is um, Dr. Kintaro Miura, the author of Berserk, passed away on May 6, 2021. Due to acute aortic dissection, we would like to express our utmost respect and gratitude to Dr. Miura's painting work and pray for his soul. May 2021, Haku, Haku Co. Limited and Young Animal Editorial Department. Um, there have been many of... Um, dedications artwork fans um giving their condolences it's a big hit for especially like someone who grew up as i did watching and reading berserk or just like putting their their time into conversations because like (laughs) guts can never catch a break man um and i i honestly hope that his soul rests easy and that he was happy with the with the work that he has put out and honestly it will never be matched or never be topped it it does sadden a lot of fans to see that his work will go unfinished but i am i know that he 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 left it in a good place to where he he left a legacy enough of a legacy behind to where like you know you don't have to feel somber or sad that he's gone because he's he's made his mark and his impact within the world and that's all you can ask for whenever you go to lay down your head for the last time man making an impact in this world so yeah moving forward into the docket um next up is actually one of the comics i want to be talking about um on the first episode of the inaugural episode of back on my pull list static so dc's rebirth of uh milestone and static shock it's coming hard with the with the hits off the bat i'm looking at all the variant covers of all of like the artists that worked on it and they are mwah, they're lit like i am excited um oliver Kopiok. Carrie Randolph, Dennis Cohen, Sean Martinborough, Kyle Baker, and of course, Nicholas Draper Ivy have all put out their own variant covers of Static Shock number one, or Static number one. 
it's going to be amazing when this finally drops into your stores. And I, wa- I want to be able to like go variant hunting and get all of the variant covers, man. Because it's like five of them, I want to say. Yeah, it's five different variant, you know, six different variant covers. One, yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, because it's the original cover and then, yeah, five different variant covers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six covers all together, five different variant covers. And, like, it, they all look bomb, dog. I'm so excited to see all of them. Um, if you guys have seen them, go ahead and let me know either in the comments below or hit me up on socials and tell me what's your favorite version of the comic cover for Static. So, yeah, I'll definitely go ahead and um, retweet it as well on the Bobo FNN and definitely let you guys see what's coming down the pipeline. Um, so, yeah, next up, um, Twitter actually did something that's a little bit interesting for me. Um it won't well, probably wouldn't help me but you know <laughs> they have reopened their verified twitter badges and they've given it new um criteria that you have to meet so yeah so to qualify for a new blue badge your account must be authentic notable and active um they have a full thing of rundown of what you need to be like set up to be like an a verified account now and it just gave me like any bots or anything like that like they were just very basic um very very basic criteria beforehand but now it's a little bit more in depth they have an actual vetting process that i feel feel dope about so yeah so i definitely will be trying to get get that blue check um (laughs) and hopefully if i get that blue check we'll be able to work work on getting some more sponsor content as well out there for you guys so yeah Fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah. So, next up, um, we have some dope news for, I would say, for, I, have a, I have a photographer's heart. Like, I love seeing dope images. I love seeing videography. I love seeing things p- depicted in their true best way. And Snap, um, like the actual company um, that does Snapchat, Snap Incorporated, they as well have been taking a new approach to things and they are using new color science um to basically help out with actually depicting darker and brown skin correctly um they they have these they have a new director of of a lot of things uh, a lot of of um company heads have been changing up and they they're seeing that when they're bringing in more people of diversity more things are better for everybody there's a whole video um of their explaining the new initiative with snapchat and with them with the new ai and the new color um science that they're going to be working with it's going to be a lovely thing to where you get to see your skin in a natural light, not blown out, not whited out. It's just going to be your skin. And it's that's like simple stuff like that is so dope to hear, especially in the, the photography world. Like you you don't understand how much science and lighting technology goes into just like trying to make your cameras make you look like you. And they, they take that approach and they make sure that they are inclusive to everybody. And not just, like I said, cameras have been, or yeah, just photography has been a very white-centric or lighter, fair-skin-centric um, industry and science. Like, for, for since the beginning, um, anyone of darker skin would just be literally casted in shadows, or they'll just be kind of blurred out or so. Because, you know, 
So getting into like personal stories or whatever, we always have, you know, if you are of a darker hue, you, you have that, that the jokes and the and the the actual like ranking and, and roasting that you would get of oh you don't never show up in pictures or oh if you so dark you get out the car your car saying needs oil change and like because that stuff it's it's rooted deeper to of how society depicts the skin tone that that again comes through just naturally through the light there there are ways that cameras aren't able to capture darker hues or darker skins it, it's something that we we don't really like think about but it's the small details that makes things such a difference for just like said people like me or anybody else or so so yeah moving on in the docket we'll go ahead and um, move towards some anime news so Netflix has acquired a new anime series that is based off um, a Fili- Filipino comic book series called Trece. It's truly something that's like really dope. It's like a mashup of like supernatural and like demonic type things. Think of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but anime form and Filipino. It's really amazing. Go check out the trailer. Um, it's out now, so you guys definitely would be seeing it soon. Um, when I'm uh, trying to see when they said it's going. I think it's dropping June 11th. That is when it's actually going to be dropping. Um, so yeah, next up on the docket, another trailer. We finally, finally, finally got our looks at the Eternals from Marvel. It has been something that has been teased, talked about for so long. Um, we've seen <laughs> Kumail and Johnny get fucking swole. We've seen everybody like get get into their role and get into their part of being in, in the Eternals. But now we get to see what the true vision is about. This November it drops in theaters and on Disney Plus, I believe. And yeah, it looks beautiful. Like it's gonna be Kind of like the behind the scenes of all the magical shit that happens in the Marvel Universe. It's cosmic, it's magic, it's it's superpowers, it's all that. Like I'm really intrigued by it. And then they also get into more of what's coming next. Um there's different cultural references. I'm so I'm so enthralled with it. So yeah. Um check out the Eternals trailer that dropped I believe Monday and um as well you we have some more news from Marvel coming up but I will leave that for the end because it will lead into our nerdgasm um so next up on the docket wow this one actually touched my heart really big so Adventure Time has been doing the distance distant lands um series of shows or or, or or mini movies or whatever you want to call it um we had the one with BMO we had the one with Princess Bubblegum and um Marceline but now we have one that is called Together Again um in the last one that we have about Princess Bubblegum and Marceline, we saw an older Finn, the human, and Finn had this Jake the dog tattoo, and everyone kind of speculated, like, where is Jake? Like, Finn's traveling around in an RV, like, living his best life and stuff, and, like, um, yeah, like, where's Jake at? So, now, we get to kind of see what happened to Jake. We get to see what happened to the best friend of Finn, um, this really went there. Like Finn and Jake are <laughs> are like forever intertwined in their lives, and knowing that we lose Jake, 
in the beginning like you you see like he can't find jake so this is the whole journey so they're always together their only time they're separate is when jake goes to see princess unicorn like <laughs> so for them to be separated and this seems to be a little bit deeper a little bit more existential um of him finding jake this time and everyone that everyone that's watched even myself um we cried like it's it's a tearjerker um i am <laughs> still at this big age moved by these two the love that these two have for each other man like it's so dope just to see that that's still portrayed in the storytelling format as such so yeah man go check out together again um you guys would definitely love the story and how jake and finn take it into their next chapter all right next up on the docket another um somber moment but a lovely moment at that Howard University just announced that they will be renaming their newly reestablished College of Fine Arts to the Chadwick Bozeman College of Fine Arts. And I am super happy because also as well, the dean of that school or that college is Felicia Richard, one of the most prolific black actresses in the like in our culture. Oh my God. So like, if you, this is like, I, I was saying this is the blackest degree that you could ever get in the history of, of college and university degrees. This is the Chadwick Bozeman school of fine arts deemed by Felicia Richard at Howard university is black on black on black on black on black. Like, yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it is a great, a great, um, on great way to honor, such a great man. Chadwick still is our king of Wakanda. He is still a beloved friend of many um, people who just felt so hurt. And like to know that he was suffering the way that he was and doing it such on a private level. And even people um, I know, I've heard stories of people who were close to him, who were not like family, who were very fr- like f- super close friends and super close, like um, I would say like family friends and things of that nature did not know he was going through that. And his passing was very, very like hard on a lot of us, just not only as fans, but as, as colleagues and friends, like I said, we've had discussions of why Marvel won't recast the role of T'Challa. We've had discussions on, um, why like the roles in the five bloods and and his role in ma rainey's black bottom were so so more it hit differently like it just it boom because you knew he was going through so much and going through so much pain and, and he was still bringing his 110 effort as he always does and we thank chadwick for everything that he's ever graced his his presence on he's such a great person Thank you for everything that you've given us. And now the College of Fine Arts at Howard University's name in your honor, sir. Yes. All right. Up next um, on the docket, we have um, television news. So you guys remember when I told you about the Powerpuff Girls getting a live action reboot or, or, or sequel, whatever the heck they were trying to do with the CW. Well, that has kind of had a kibosh on it. Like, um... <laughs> the Pop of Girls show is going back into redevelopment. They announced 
Ooh, sorry, they announced it this week that the Pop Up Girls show will get some retooling, some re um, rethinking, and like I said, going to redevelopment to kind of see where they really want to go with it. I think they they kind of gauged the backlash that they got from people seeing the leaked set photos and things like that. I don't, and honestly, I don't even think it's it's like the actresses or anything to blame. It's the it's literally the 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 studio for pulling this and like yeah, we're gonna try and update it and make it teensy and like fit it to the cw mold like teen action drama like it doesn't really have to be that i don't know we'll figure out what they do with it hopefully they kind of i don't ever want to put anybody out of work and also phase on is is the professor here so i definitely don't want to put phase um <laughs> i don't want to put turk from scrubs out of work that's that's the homie he's been rocking with him since clueless um and I don't want to put those actresses who put put in the set time and everything out of work. So I hope they find a, a happy medium for one, the fans and also to like the studio and everything like that. So we'll, we'll see what happens from there. All right. And lastly on the docket, um, we have new news from Marvel or at least Sony, the Sony side of Marvel that they have casted Quicksilver himself, Aaron Taylor Johnson, as Craven the Hunter in Sony's Craven movie, which will also be another part of the Sinister Six movie that will be coming out later down the line, sometime, whenever. Um, we're also going to probably get him in a Spider-Man movie. We're, we'll see how this works because, again, Aaron Taylor Johnson was Pietro in the original MCU's version of, like, um, Avengers Age of Ultron, and we know that he's dead there. So to see a nigga pop up the guy's face, it'll be a little weird in the MCU, but we'll figure it out. Um, and where Craven goes, also Chameleon goes, because that is his brother. So we'll see if we'll get a Chameleon in the Craven the Hunter movie, or whichever story they choose to use for Craven. It's going to be very interesting. I am. I am so excited to see what Sony does with this Spider Verse of movies so yeah i i can't wait i can't wait all right um and of course like i said that'll move us into our nerdgasm um i'm gonna go ahead and take a quick musical break the musical break this year is um this episode is from my homie lrk chronicle this is his new music video that's actually out on youtube this um album the message is out streaming go ahead and check it out um this is going to be been through yeah this is the homie lrk chronicle i want to say thank you to him and the whole lrk crew um for gracing us with the music for this week's musical break all right so um when we get back we'll be talking about the dangers of being a black best friend in the mcu see y'all after this Egregious, I made peace with all my demons. Angels ride alone, these cubes colder than freezers. Super Saiyan alone, not enough to fight a freezer. Betrayal handled swiftly, not Judas, one of allegiance. I be grieving all the beings who fathers, mothers believing, whose brothers, sisters talk judgment and verdict without believing, whose daughters that look like Pam but dying to be a Gina, whose sons grow up with anger and tired from the misleading to my fucking people. Looking right through the people, fill it with love, no secrets, fill it like words from Jesus. Black is my only reason. Burning in every region Cause all I spit is ether And all I grip is lethal 
I hear and see no evil. I'm here to see it all through, doing it all to regal. I have a son to look to, I'm like his fucking hero. So who am I to consume with all this hate and evil? I'd rather grow and evolve to something unprovoked by emo. Shuns at night, my devotions keep me from sunning niggas like I should. Take a beat and spaz on it, this is my shit, punk. Punch lines uppercut like I'm Debo's son. So anybody want empty smoke, my moves are on the D low. They traders on the D low, they stagnant on potential. You just go, huh? Craig ain't getting up from this one, should've stayed with the gun. Cause when I seize the opportunity, I take it and run. I gotta beat the niggas hungry who was there for the love. Came up from the slums, hashtag is a thug. Survived the war on drugs, leaving the lot with something new. From the back of the bus, this for my fucking niggas. It's for my fucking niggas. Hey, thank you again for joining me back here on Bobble's Block again. Um, the link for that song and that video will be down in the comments below, along with all the timestamps for everything here. Um, get, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, like I told you, um, this episode we're going to be talking about the dangers of being a black best friend in the MCU. So. Um, I've been writing this article up for a bit. Um, I, I don't even know if it's going to be out by the time this, this podcast is out, but it'll be up on the blog and I'll share it or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I wanted to talk about this because this is something that's been on my heart for a minute. Um, so we've had these issues before and we, we, we called it out, but we never really addressed it here on the block. But like the thing is, it's crazy. Because I know all the good that the MCU has done for diversity and all the things that it has done for putting prominent black characters in the lead roles into basically places that we were never at before. So let's go ahead and start off with the good that the MCU has done. So, of course, we know we have prominent black brown characters in roles that we would have never seen, such as like Black Panther, um, Monica Rambeau, you have um, James Rhodes, um, you have many people like Sam Wilson. He's like he's now Captain America. He went from being just a a sidekick to being the the symbol of America at this point. Like it's crazy how how much MCU has taken the opposite approach from their comic book counterparts because if you guys remember all new all different marvel we had this shift in um the narrative of comic book writing and it was met with such backlash that they literally like roll back all of the shit that they they promised us they were like well they haven't rolled back all of it i would not say that they rolled back a good majority of the things that we had in all new all different marvel because of fear of backlash backlash that they got from certain um comic books characters legacy characters things of that nature like um when all new all different marvel came out i was ecstatic because it gave such a refresh on all these characters that we knew or grew up with or whatever that just you couldn't do anything with them you could not do anything new with them that we have not seen so like you got an all new wolverine you got sam wilson as captain america like um the captain marvel mantle was passed down and you got the new nova you got like you have all these new characters miles morales became the spider-man like it was such a good transition and then 
just as we expected, the fanboys did not like it because why are all my characters becoming women or other people of color? Like, I don't get it. Like, what? Why does it have to be? Why can't they be white men anymore? Like, why can't they just be white men? Like, I am a white guy. Why is that not okay anymore? It's that it's not okay. It's just as boring. Like, there's nothing else that we can get out of Thor Odinson. There's nothing else we can get out of Logan as Wolverine. There's nothing else that we could get out of Steve Rogers as Captain America. We've done it all tell new stories we're not trying to replace anybody we're not trying to to oh just make this person black or we're not trying to make this person a woman we're not just trying to pc culture up comic books we're trying to tell new narratives things progress things move on and i think that's where we really got off the get off the train with comic books is where we have this unwritten rule that characters can't grow up they can't get married they can't get kids they can't do things that normal people do within their lives stories that compel and reach into your soul and bring you to the where will bring you where you need to be in life are things that have actual meat and narrative that progresses with the reader like I always um, champion reading Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Curtis, like um, because it is the narrative of the current millennial. Um, and it's someone who's just trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives and they're being thrusted into this position to where they think they're doing the right thing, but they really don't know. And like they, they've been kind of put into a place where you kind of live a lie, but you have to like you really are comfortable and OK with this lie. But there's something a part of you that knows is not true, but you just. You just have to work work it out within yourself, man. Like it's 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 a part of us that we all need to address in comic books that we grow old. We get to a point of our lives where we change and we don't we don't have the same story to tell as we did back when we were 19 Eight, like 1920 or 18 or whatever or when we were younger when we first got into comic books um taking case in point invincible um when robert kirkman was interviewed about the current episodes that were airing and why things are changing he was like i'm just a better writer now like there are things that i feel that needed to be changed but i just couldn't or i would or it was already too late for it um yeah, like now you get to where there are more diverse characters within this this realm of Invincible. Because if you never read the comic books, you wouldn't know that um, Shrinking Ray was a man. You wouldn't know that the I, I can't remember the name of that person from the Guardians of the Globe, but it was the one that was like a uh, kind of like the Green Lantern, but they did like the constructs with like light and stuff. They had to swallow a gem. That was a dude. Now it's a black woman. Like it, there's subtle changes, like things that that make the the narrative more believable nowadays than when you would say see blonde hair, blue eyed, muscle bound dudes just running around fucking shit up. Like there are things that have changed to where people look different now. The 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 majority of society looks different, and that's why I really love that the MCU embraced. Like they know that. It won't look like it will always look in the comics because the comics were written back when the white narrative was very prominent. And like Kevin Feige has really taken a stand on, hey, we're going to do this 
to where it makes sense. And I, I applaud him for that because one of the biggest um, things that he has done um, was separate himself from the original television um director of the marvel cinematic universe or marvel studios because he was very like oh we're going to keep it meat and potatoes if you guys know what i mean by meat and potatoes it's going to be very very caucasian very like like it was in the 50s like 60s 70s yeah like it's always a pushback when it's like hey maybe this person doesn't have to be white what why wouldn't they be white that's that's what they are like they they have to be white if they're not white why would this fictional character exist like that's literally what i hear when y'all are like why does he have to be black or any other any other ethnicity besides white like it's literally you're telling me that you think that there's nothing else but a default of white anglo-saxon characters that can only be made and, and we just need to make our own characters somewhere else where we don't see them because if they're making them what they have to be white because like duh like that's literally what you guys are doing and it's frustrating because when you have to push representation it feels it, they always say it feels forced. It feels like, oh, you're shoving it down our throats. We're not. We're just trying to have people see themselves in the media that they consume on a constant basis. Like, if you read comic books on a weekly basis or read comic books on a monthly basis, there's going to be some taste issues if there's nobody who looks like you in these comic books. There's going to be some like, mm, I think I'm going to probably like get into something else or whatever. Like it happens. It happens. Reason why I stuck around with a lot of like Spider-Man and things like that, because he would fight people who looked like me. Um, reason why I stuck around with like Batman or whatever, because they would eventually be black people popping up in there. Like I love John Stewart, um, green lantern. I love the whole entirety of milestone comics. I enjoy blue Marvel. I enjoy Vixen. I enjoy all black characters because they remind me that, Oh shit. We can have powers too. Yes, all of, most of the time our powers are electric based, but that's another rant for another day. And even though I still fuck with it, I love static, I love black lighting, I love black bulk, and I love every electric based black superhero because y'all be out here doing your damn thing in the in the narrative. But still, like I like seeing people that look like me in the comic books that I buy every time I go to the shop. I like seeing people who look like me say, say, say you have a comic book like faith Fat people don't get to be superheroes. I'm fat. I'm always in a narrative of like, Oh yeah, it's gotta be like some peak, like physique and shit. Like when faith came out, it really, it lightened, it lightened my soul because like, here's a character who's not trying to like, Oh, I gotta get in shape. And like, no, no, she's out here being herself, her genuine self. And she's, big and beautiful and helping people and no one just mentioned like oh wow she's really fat like no 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 it's just normal just let it be normal like if there were to be a, a narrative uh, again i'm getting off topic because again this is just like me nergasming out or whatever we may talk about 
fat phobia within comic books one day so because it's a big thing like especially when fat thor or or big lebowski thor came out i hate i called him fat thor my fault that is not what he was he was literally someone going through depression and he was mentally disturbed and he was trying to work things out and just that's again another rant for another day a nerdgasm for another day but let's get back into what they were doing right so they were able to push the narrative of people like Valkyrie being Tessa Thompson. They were able to push the entire narrative of of Wakanda. They were able to show you uh, Monica Rambeau and then get her powers in, in WandaVision. They were able to show you things like James Rhodes. They were able to even show you things like Lone Star. And that's where it brings us to today. Lone Star is literally the last... It was kind of the last straw for me when it came to black people being cannon fodder in the MCU. And this was like a double take in a row because we had the, we had the conversation with Monica Rambeau in the finale of, of, um, WandaVision literally took bullets for Tommy and, and, um, fucking Billy. Like she stood in between these little white children and just got blasted by Hawthorn and, and like yeah her powers slowed down the bullets and oh wow it was a good spectacle of her powers but there could have been better ways to show her being anything other than a literal meat shield for these white people like I get this like you have you have your empathy towards Wanda. You have your 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 emotional attachment, but y'all really don't know each other. And you just out here putting your life on the line for these babies. I get it, girl, but wow, it could have been written better. And then we get to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then you see Lamar, a Lone Star. He's kind of put into this token black situation, and you're just like, damn, bro. Like, and I, everybody. Every single person who watched Falcon and Winter Soldier were like, I bet Lamar is going to be like, hey, bruh, you wildin', you tripping. I'm going to go over here with Sam, and then we're going to have like a connection of Lone Star, Falcon, and um, Bucky. But no, no. Lamar fucking took a bullet, like not literally, but figuratively, by getting fucking Super Soldier punched in the chest for fucking John Walker. And he... He died because of plot progression. Plain and simple. Lamar died to progress the plot of this white man losing his mind. And that's fucked up on so many levels. It it goes back or harkens back to the narrative of black people being just plot devices for white people in Hollywood industry narratives regardless like you can go to countless situations where a black character is only there to progress the story of the the lead white character or so if they're not in a prominent position within the narrative they're just there for cannon fodder at most times most black people always die first at scary movies most black people are always just the best friend most black people are just there to be the sacrificial lamb to progress the story for this white person in the chair that we're sitting that we're sitting looking at like it's a common thing and i thought mcu was a little bit better than that but again we also saw that before phase four we saw that back with infinity war and not infinity war but with um civil war we saw that james rhodes took the fucking took the fucking proverbial bullet for tony stark and um when he got hit with Vision's Mind Stone blast and got paralyzed from then. Yeah, he had his his rich best friend to give him robotic legs and shit, but like Rhodey is still a paraplegic. 
I don't care how many like pers- like I don't care how many assistive like if he were not to have those or if the uh, EMT hits him, EMP that's an EMT EMP hits him, he's he can't walk. He took that for his white friend, and it was again to progress the story to show that Tony was off his fucking rocker. He was losing it, and he 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 had this rage building up inside of him. It was a sh- a show of sacrifice because again, what what do we really have to do with this black person? Like, I what do we do with him? I don't know. Just let's let him get hit, and then like they'll take the bullet. They'll take they'll be the ones to take whatever it is for our, our characters to make the story work like it shouldn't have been that way or at least it shouldn't have been to the point where he is a paraplegic um we we helped lieutenant ross escape paraplegism or, or escape paralysis like why didn't we send him to wakanda afterwards to get his fine spine fixed up or whatever it, it, it's still it, it, again there's an advanced civilization in this universe that has progressed the black narrative to such an extent that when I see things like this, like Monica Rambeau taking bullets for Billy and Tommy, like Lamar getting punched in his chest and fucking dying for John Walker, like Rhodes getting blasted and paralyzed for Tony Stark, it it hurts it hurts horribly because we as characters one two a culture three a people shouldn't have to be subjected to that because again it's black trauma that we've already dealt with in other forms and here it's just in a, a fantastical whimsical form like i would have never suspected that because like all right let's paint the picture of episode four episode four um they were going to quote-unquote ambush um john walker so he thought he had to drop on them but they really had to drop on him so they went into there and then we find out of course john walker has taken the serum from earlier in the episode but they had captured lamar and lamar was put into um the bathroom with zip ties and tied to like a fucking sink or some shit i'm like okay this is bad but like he has all the full fucking tactical suit he should be fine and it was right because like they were building up suspense like are they going to blow up this building or what's what's happening like something bad going i i felt something bad was going to happen to lamar but i thought it would be like oh like a uh, fucking casualty type shit and you see him of course would use his tactical suit grab a knife cut the zip ties get out and i'm like oh he's good my dog is good he's about to go join the fight and that he does he jumps back into the fight at the wrong time he stops carly from stabbing john walker with the knife and then carly gets up straight chest punches this nigga flies all the way back into a column boom hits drops head bobbles and i was like no no and everyone stopped and you were just like fuck carla was like fuck i just killed a nigga and then john goes over and he like taps his head taps his head like lamar lamar and then that was our confirmation like it was very left up in the air because even like even when we saw that 
we were like, that nigga can't be dead. He just probably knocked out or some shit. He's fine. John's gonna ki- like John just killed a nigga with the shield, and they're gonna be like Lamar's fine. Like and he's like, oh fuck, I feel guiltier. No, this nigga's dead. Like he dead dead. Like we had to go have a funeral and send his family his flag and shit dead. Like. And it even hurt more because he lied to his family and was like, yeah, I killed the man who killed your son. Like, they won't, they don't know that they will never really got, they, they never really got justice for Lamar. And like, honestly, the, the things that happened afterwards, even with Carly dying, it, it just wasn't, it, it hit so hard because again, Lamar's death was for nothing. Even in the fucking, even in the, the the script, he was like, I'm sorry I killed your friend. He wasn't who I wanted to kill. His life really didn't matter to me. And then fucking John Walker. <laughs> Dude, you can say shit about John Walker, but that nigga's an ally because he was like, did you just say Lamar's life didn't matter? I was like, bitch, if y'all don't just say Black Lives Matter and just fucking get it over with. Oh, it was hilarity to me. But yeah, again, um, it's just, again, it's cannon fodder. Like, we were just there to progress the story. And that's not what we should be doing with our black and brown characters, man. We shouldn't be sacrificial lambs and shit like that. It's just hurtful when things like this come to pass within such a great narrative, such as the MCU. We don't need to just throw things at a dartboard and like and hope that we we find a good a good transition to the story plot or whatever. Like, they, they, take your time. I even understand, I even understand because of COVID, there were things that were cut out. There were things that were changed around with the Falcon and Winter Soldier narrative because there was supposed to be a whole virus scare, and that's what um the flag smashes really were about and shit like that. And there was a whole narrative about um vaccines and shit like they had to cut all of that they they also had to cut time because of taping because of covid and shit like that so yeah i get it there's some things that you probably had to sacrifice but it shouldn't have been fucking lamar lamar shouldn't have been sacrificed for this shit and that's that's on period like (laughs) um but yeah man i just the mcu has a has a, a narrative that they have to stop where like the only way that we could get finality on some things is death. Like, that's why there's no villains. That's why there's no real, th- like, there's no more threats. Because the the only way we finalize shit is killing them. That's it. Dead. Killmonger, dead. Claw, dead. Ultron, dead. Um, only villain we have, like, left alive is, like, Loki. Like, Baron von Strucker, dead. Um, like all these villains that we've had in the past dead, the Mandarin are the first Mandarin dead. Um, who else? Like, I'm trying to think of all the villains that we've had. Oh, um, Obadiah Stane dead. <laughs> like all of the niggas, like every villain that we've come across dead, like death should not be a finality. Like that should be the only thing in a world with the afterlife where we can have different multiple dimensional shit like death. It shouldn't be the, the only thing that takes, takes the story to the next place. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out from there. Um, yeah, it's just. 
think that's about it um, for me on this situation. Again, I will put out the the actual article um, very soon, so you guys be on the lookout for that from the blog. I'm going to try and get back into writing. Definitely keep me to that. Again, check out um, new things coming down the pipeline, like back on my pull list. Um, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things in my head that I really want to get out for you guys. So hopefully we'll be able to get this all squared away. So I have been your friendly neighbor nerd, the Bobo. You can find me everywhere that you can stalk your ex at Bobo FNN. If I told you, I think I told you at the beginning at the top of the show as well. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bobo. Check out the YouTube at your friendly neighborhood nerd. Um, no, the friendly neighborhood nerd and the Facebook at your friendly neighborhood nerd. Um, I also have new matches up on my wrestling YouTube. That's at Bobby Ledger Wrestling. Again, check that out, Bobby Ledger Wrestling. Um, those links will be the the match links or so in the description. Um, time steps are down there if you guys want to skip around. Thank you for joining me again for another episode of Bobo's Block. <sighs> um, this was, <laughs> thank you guys for your patience on this episode as well too. Um, yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.